We're so glad you're here. Mandy and Mason are going to kick it off for us this morning. Go ahead, guys. Christians of all ages will join 
triumph song. Everybody will be happy over there. Everybody will be happy, will be happy over there. We will shout and sing God's praise. Everybody will be happy over there. We will hear nobody praying and no mourning in that land for no burdens there will be for us to bear all the people will be singing glory glory to the lamb everybody will be happy over there hallelujah come on sing it out everybody Well, praise the Lord. This morning in Sunday school class, Sister Katie was teaching on Revelation and how that everything's going to be coming to pass and how it's already coming through. And I just want to praise the Lord this morning that we're in the middle of the storm, but he's the one that's in control of everything that's going on. And, you know, our schools still have, in God we trust, I noticed on one of the the boards one of the signs so you know at least we're not where some people's at at least I want to thank the Lord that we have what we have this morning and we can find a joy and happiness in places that people aren't as blessed to have this morning as what we are so just give him all the praise this morning Amen. when you worship him yes. this morning and you hear these words and this speaking this morning just let it resonate in your heart and just know that we still have that freedom thank you Jesus can we Amen. go to the Lord in prayer this morning God, we invite you into this place right now, God. We ask that you would move in this place in our hearts and our minds, God, that no distractions would come. God, the distractions would cease. Everything else would subside. And God, your name be lifted high in this place, God. We dedicate this hour to you, Lord. It is all yours. You made it for you right now, God. We give it to you. 
Jesus' name. This morning, the river of God is teeming with life, and all who touch Him can be revived. And those who linger on this river shore will come back thirsting for more of the Lord. The 
for the river is here. Sing that second verse again this morning. I want you to get it in your heart. The river of God is teeming with life, and all who touch him can be revived. And those who linger on this river shore will come back thirsting for the Lord of the Lord. The river of God sets our feet to dancing. The river of God fills our hearts with cheer. The river of God fills our mouths with laughter. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice for the river is here. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Amen, amen. The river is here. We believe it. You guys can be seated in the Lord this morning. Can I ask a big favor from somebody? Who feels led to take up the offering this morning? Billy. Do you mind take like actually praying over it and like giving a word? I gotta use I actually have to use the restroom. My wife. I'm just being honest, okay? My wife gave me a big thing of water this morning. I'm like, oh, that's going to be, that's going to help my voice. Great. Well, it doesn't help my bladder. You know, if you can't have fun in church, there's something wrong. And that's the thing I like about Matt. He is real. He is real. He's going to tell you. He's not going to sugarcoat it. That's the way he lives and that's the way he preaches. Amen. And I'm really looking forward to hearing messages he brings today but you know what what they're doing is worshiping right and he, they're leading us in worship but this next section is also about worshiping it's also about saying to God hey we worship you you've given us all that we have that's when you would have said amen but, okay so <laughs> he gives us all that we have amen. and this is the way that we can turn back and, and worship him through our giving and saying, God, we recognize that all that we have Amen. comes from you. And we want to give back that portion to you that you require. It's no different than dads and moms. You have kids and you say, hey, listen, uh, I need you to, to do your room. I need you to make the room. I need you to you know, do the dishes, whatever. That's a requirement you have to be in one of my kids. And I'm going to bless you with a house and food and clothes and all that stuff, right? God's the same way. He says, I'm going to bless you with all that you have. And all I ask is that you just give back a small portion to me. And it's just setting up your faith, right? It's just saying, I believe the word is true because he says, if you're faithful in the little things, I'll bless you with many things. He says, if you give when you don't have, I will sew up the holes in your pockets. You ever had, ever felt like you had a hole in your pocket? You put money in it and you reached in there a little while later and it was gone. Well, God will sew those holes up in your pockets. You know how he does that? He gets out the needle of thread of your faith and sews that pocket up and keeps that money with you instead of losing it out there. But it has to come from your faith, okay? So that's what this is. This is a time of worship. It's a time of giving back to him. We give him our praise, our hand-waving, our clapping, our joy, and we give him back some finances that he gave to you in the first place, right? And so this is, this is that time. And I want you to think about that. While we're doing this real quickly, these little offering envelopes, this is like a study here for a real second. The offering envelopes are out there on the table. These are real good for 
using, and it helps our uh, accountant. Amen. It helps our accountant when, when, they, when we use these. <laughs> Uh, because you can just simply write on there what's in it, who it is, and then she can keep track and record of that. And it's okay to keep track of what you've given to the Lord because our government has a tax system that says charities are tax deductible. And it's okay. So you can do that. But use these envelopes, and it's a way to keep uh, track of that. Just throw it in there, and um, then you'll get a report at the end of the year of, of what your givings was, as long as you put your name on it, okay? So that's, that's what that's all about. Okay, who's ready to start to worship God with their giving? Amen. 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 Father, we love you. Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for the worship time that we've had in music and in song. And, and Father, we look forward to the worship and the teaching that we're going to have with the preaching and the godly word that, that Matt's going to bring forth. But Father, we thank you for all that you have given us. All that we have is because of you. And we thank you. We recognize that it's from you that we get it all. And so, Father, we just take this time now to worship you in our giving, to give back that portion that you require uh, of us, and that we ask that you would sew up the holes in our pockets, that you would pour out blessings that we cannot even contain. God, is according to your word, which is how, it, how we learn these things, and we're thankful. So, Father, bless each and every one that's here today as we bless you with our offering. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to go ahead and dismiss Children's Church. They're going to go with these three lovely young ladies right here in the front. And after you've had the chance to give, could we stand to our feet one more time? My goodness at the kids. Let's worship the Father this morning. He's worthy of it all this morning. Jesus. Come on, think about these words this morning. in 
in this place declare it as well
sing that chorus one more time. It is well. to recognize this chorus. If you're not at this place, we got to get to this place. Whatever may come from the left to the right. Whatever's in front of you or whatever you've left behind yesterday. It's the song we will sing this morning. we know the truth we've read the end of the book come on sing it one more time it is well sing it like he's already won your victory this morning If it is well within your soul, give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. It is well. Thank you, Jesus. Let us see the saints and elders 
and sing that our God reigns. Yes, our God reigns. Sing it again. Yes, our God reigns. Oh, Jesus, you reign this morning. How we long to hear the nations. Come on, this is your prayer this morning. How we long to hear the nations declaring you the Lord of everything. Oh, every king and every ruler, oh, they will throw down their crowns at your feet. sing it out with me this morning be to the only God be to the only God who was in his and is to come and with a sound like rushing water we sing blessings
family at my school Lord you reign you reign you reign everywhere Lord Lord you reign come on tell him in your own way that he reigns you reign God you reign you're not dead but you reign you're sitting on the throne you Come on, sing it out. You reign. And you reign forevermore. Forevermore. You reign, God. You reign forevermore. Forever. Come on, every voice in this place. Sing. You reign forevermore. Forevermore. You reign, God. You reign forever.
church voice. Like rushing waters, and we sing blessing, honor, and praise, Lord. Then with one voice that rose like thunder, every tongue we will proclaim it, God, that you reign. Yes, our God reigns. God, you reign in this place. You reign in this place, Lord. Reign. Yes, God, you do. Let's hit that bridge one more time. You reign forevermore. You reign forevermore. Forevermore you reign, God. You reign forevermore. Forevermore you reign, God. You reign forevermore. Forevermore you reign, Lord. You reign for. Come on, somebody lift your voice and begin to, to declare that. He reigns in this place. You reign forevermore. Yes, God. Yes, Lord, you reign. We believe in the eternal truth, God. You reign, you reign. Yes, you do. Nobody can take his throne. It's a throne that's never ending. Jesus, you reign forevermore. And forever we will sing that our God reigns. Forever we will sing our God reigns. It's a song we will keep singing for eternity. Yes, our God reigns. It's a song that we will never stop singing. Yes, our God. So we might as well start today, church, and join with the angels and declare that he reigns this morning forevermore. Come on, lift it up one more time. Oh, yes, our God reigns. You reign, Lord. You reign in the good times, Lord. You reign in the bad times. You reign on the mountain, Lord. You reign in the valley. You reign in the storm, God. Your throne Last forever this morning, Lord. Yes, our God reigns. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, let us grasp that understanding that you reign. You reign forevermore in this place, Lord. You reign beyond the chaos and the storms that surround us each and every day. You reign despite the world's problems, Lord. You reign. It is your kingdom that we're a part of. We're not even a part of this world, Lord. Help us to understand that identity and responsibility this morning, God. As we give you praise and glory and honor, God. You reign this morning. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible 
Spirit of God gave Damon Thompson a word. And I don't want to leave this place right here. Let's just be patient for just a second. Keep playing. The, the Spirit of God gave Damon Thompson a word sometime back, and I preached on it. And I gave him credit for it. And he said that until we get to a place of understanding that I'm not going anywhere, I can go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, I can go anywhere. We're missing it. It's a riddle of the heart that I'm not going anywhere, I can go anywhere. I can go anywhere, I'm not going anywhere. I know that's a lot, let me slow down. I'm not going anywhere from this moment right here. And through that moment, what can happen? I can go anywhere with him. And because I can go anywhere with him in that moment, guess what? I'm not going anywhere. And until we get an understanding that the presence of God is number one in our lives, until we get the understanding that we're like Moses, God, don't take me there unless your presence goes with me. I don't want to go unless you go with me. God, I'm not going anywhere because I know I can go anywhere. And because I can go anywhere, I can go anywhere with you. Because I can go anywhere, I'm not going anywhere. Amen. Come on, if you receive that word this morning, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. You're worthy. Hallelujah. You guys can be seated this morning as we open our Bibles and begin to go a little bit deeper this morning. Let's not leave that moment, though. Let's not leave it right there. Let's go a little bit deeper. The Bible in Mark chapter 14, verse 32 is where I'm going to begin this morning. Mark 14, verse 32. Mark 14, 32. I won't be long. You guys know me. I say what I say and I'm out of here, right, Billy? <laughs> Mark 32, excuse me, Mark 14, 32. Familiar passage this morning. Familiar passage this morning when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. So let's read, 32. I'm not sure exactly how far I'll go. Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. And he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. And he went a little farther. Somebody say, a little farther. And fell on the ground. Somebody say, fell on the ground. And prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass for him. Somebody say, if it were possible. Then Jesus said to the Father. He said, Abba, Father. Somebody say, Abba, Father. All things are possible for you. Take this cup. Somebody say cup. Nevertheless, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not I will, but what you will. He came and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon. Somebody say Peter, Simon. It'll make sense in a minute. Are you sleeping? Could you not watch an hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. For the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And he returned again and he found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy. And he did not know what to answer them. I lost for words. And he said, and he came the third time and he said to them, Are you sleep, still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. 
Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And immediately, while he was still speaking to Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. Two more. Three more. As soon as he had come, immediately he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword, Peter, and struck the servant of the high priest, cut off his ear. Somebody say, cut off his ear. And then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as against a rock? As against a robber with swords and clubs to take me, I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they forsook all and fled. Let me pray this morning. Heavenly Father, God, I need your assistance. I need your help. Holy Spirit, guide my words. I am nothing without you, Lord, and I need you to speak through me this morning, God. Every heart be open. Every mind be open, God, to you and what you would have to say this morning. God, we give you praise and glory. Change us this morning. Don't let us leave the same way. Don't let us look at this scripture the same way that we came in. God, let us take something and let us apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. So let's break this down. Historically speaking, everybody's familiar with this passage. Jesus is going to pray in the garden, and he's, and he's let, leaving the disciples over here, and he says, just sit here for just a few minutes, just a few moments, maybe a few hours. Sit here and pray. While I go over here for just a minute, I've got to talk to my God. I have to talk to God to see if it is possible for this cup to pass. Long story short, God's will, God's perfect will was for the cup not to pass from Jesus, but for God, for Jesus to go to the cross and bear humanity's sin. Amen? So he comes back a few times and asks the disciples, are you still sleeping? Are you still sleeping? And there's a, so there's a lot of dialogue that takes place right there. Long story short, we understand that Jesus has come to a place of Gethsemane. Let's understand one, one thing about Gethsemane. One of, the, one of the gospels actually states that this is a place that they come to often. Okay, Gethsemane, just outside the gates of Israel, just a little bit outside Israel, beyond what? Just outside Jerusalem, excuse me, just outside Jerusalem was what? Beyond the chaos that Jesus had been experiencing over the last little bit. There was a lot of chaos taking place within the city, so he removes himself with his disciples and begins to get alone with God. Can I tell you, the church, the first point this morning, can we please get on our hands and knees a little bit more than we are right today? I'm, I'm going to be hard on you, but listen, God gave it to me first. I always say that. Can we remove ourselves from the chaotic world and the chaos that surrounds us back behind us and what we're going to face tomorrow and just find ourselves a little bit more on our hands and knees because there's a dimension of glory waiting for you out there. There's a dimension of glory waiting for us. We have to separate ourselves from the chaos this morning. We understand that Gethsemane, that God must have been thinking. There was a garden of Eden and there was a garden of Gethsemane. Jesus represents the second Adam. If you do a little bit of study, you understand that Jesus actually represents the second Adam. Adam in the Garden of Eden. We know that story. No, I don't have time to go into that story. But we understand this garden to God is going to be different. Some of you didn't hear that. I'm telling you right now this morning. Out of the Garden of Eden came a curse that man could not fix. Man could not solve. The problem started with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. 
a curse over the entire world. But I'm telling you this morning, out of the garden of Gethsemane came a light to shatter the darkness this morning. Out of the garden of Gethsemane came hope. Out of the garden of Gethsemane came my Savior. His name was Jesus Christ. He went to the cross, not only for you, but for me and for this entire world. Gethsemane, God said, is going to be a little bit different this morning. I looked down at Adam and I saw Adam and Eve and I know that garden was marred. Curse came out of that. But blessings going to come flowing out of Gethsemane this morning. We believe it this morning. Watch what happens. Verse 35. He says, the narrative goes like this. He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, he went a little farther and prayed and, and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible. Verse 36. The first words out of Jesus' mouth to the Father. Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. I'm not for sure where the doubt that the narrative came from just before because it's, it says a key word there. We're going to see if it's possible. And then Jesus said, I know all things are possible. Church, can we get out of our mind that it's not just if it's possible this morning. All things this morning are possible through him, Christ Jesus. Nothing is impossible. I've taught this before. It came from Rod Par Parsley. I try to give credit from things I get. I don't get everything from the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I run up on things and hear things. Rod Parsley taught that nothing is impossible. We believe in two, that, that, that carries two different contexts. Nothing is impossible, meaning one, God has no boundaries, that anything can actually happen through God. God God's possibilities are endless. He can do anything. That's one. But the second thing that he believes when he says that Rod preached, when he says nothing is impossible, nothing for God is impossible. Meaning that God, for God to do nothing, that's the actual impossible thing. I'll say that, slow down and say that one more time. Nothing is actually not in God's vocabulary. Nothing in the Garden of Gethsemane that was not in his vocabulary. God did something. He took Jesus to the cross for you and for me. So quit thinking that God's up there on the throne not doing nothing. Because nothing this morning is not in his vocabulary. He's not just sitting with his back turned, with his eyes the other way. He's got you on his mind. And him, for him to do nothing is the actual impossible thing. He will always do something. It may not look like what you want it to look like. It may not be what you want it to be. And I listen, Jesus was asking that it not be like that. But he did something. Can we believe that this morning? He's going to do something, nothing. Quit thinking he's doing nothing. He's already done something. He's done enough for me. When he took his hands and he stretched his arms wide and he took the nails for me this morning. This morning, we have to, I've lost the paper, my gosh, this is why I don't take notes. Where'd it go? We have to understand 
the address problem in our society, the address problem within church. We need to affix the address nature. Verse 36, please, Ryan. Verse 36, you're probably already there, yeah. Jesus said, Abba, Father. This morning, too many of us sitting in this house this morning, too many of the church that stands outside these walls are looking at God as a judgmental God who sits on the throne and waits for you to mess up instead of Abba, my daddy. When you get born again through the blood of Jesus Christ, he is now your daddy this morning. And you are now a son or a daughter of the living God. You don't have to sit here and call him judge anymore. He's your daddy this morning. And guess what comes through the fatherhood? You get the inheritance of the father's love this morning. We got to get to a point where we fix the address nature. Start calling him daddy. He is your daddy. The address issue, verse 37. The address nature, watch this, I told you. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter. He said to Peter, Simon. Some of my mamas in here relate to me here. He said to Peter, Simon. If you do a little bit of research, Peter was the guy Jesus was looking for, not Simon. How many of you mamas in here have hollered at your boy or girl and called them by their nickname or middle name? They were probably in trouble, right? If you look, if you do a little research, Peter was the guy Jesus was looking for, not the guy looking, acting like Simon. Simon was asleep. It's the address issue this morning. We're calling God judge, and he's calling us by our middle and nickname. I know that's tough. I know that's tough this morning. So we have this address issue. You know how you fix it? You start calling him daddy. You receive the inheritance from him and you believe it and you praise him for it. And guess what the second thing and the most hard thing is to do? Simon, wake up. You missed it this morning. I'm telling you this morning. If you don't want to keep if you don't want God to keep calling you by nickname, if you don't want God to keep calling you by something you're not supposed to be acting like, wake up, child. It is your time to shine in this world, in this place. It is your time to shine in this dark world because what he has inherited you with. Wake up, church. My God, it's time for us to wake up. We are just a sleeping giant, I believe, in this place, in this nation. We are a sleeping giant. we got to believe that. I wonder what God is actually looking down at America and calling us. We want it to be sons and daughters. But is that who we are? Hear my heart this morning. That's not who we are. It's not sociologically speaking as a whole perspective, as a group perspective. It's not who we are. God is coming back for a bride this morning, church. God is coming back for a bride, not Simon's. Hear me this morning. He's coming back for a bride that's spotless. Spotless. We got to wake up, amen? Watch this. 
Give me five minutes. I get my daughter crying already. Emily, you got that? No, nope, she's right there. <laughs> Amen. Sorry if that's yours. Lord, it's hot. God, help us this morning. Watch this. Jesus, some of y'all can help me after the church and figure this out. I'm not a biblical scholar. I just read it and think, and I get it from God. How do we get an account of what Jesus is going through? How do we get such a detail? His sweat became, I left a few things out. His sweat became drops of blood. There was agony in his face, in his moment. He could have been there for 30 minutes, an hour, a few hours. Who knows? How do we get such a detailed account when everybody... Is asleep. I don't know. You guys tell me after church, but I'm telling you this. Even, even when everybody is asleep, the voice of God will penetrate the hearts of even the ones sleeping. Some of you got family members that are sleeping on God, but do not tarry. Don't you worry because God's word is eternal. Even if they're sleeping, I prophesy that in the name of Jesus, even though the American church is sleeping, that God will wake us up one day because of his word is everlasting. His word is eternal. His word is never failing. It's never ending, even to the ones that are asleep. Somebody heard it. Somebody seen it. Maybe it was just so impacting. Maybe, maybe Jesus was agonizing so much that they dreamed it. Maybe, I don't know what happened. But somebody was sleeping and they still got it. They still got that revelation. Are we still going to be able to call him? Abba, even though we know what's coming. Come on, stay with me this morning. I'm almost done. Are we still going to be able to call him Abba, Daddy? Are we still going to be able to call him Daddy, even though we know what tomorrow holds? Even though we know what the next hour holds? Come on, think about this. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane understood that his pl- God's plan for him was to be taken was to be beaten, was to be nailed to a cross. And yet he falls on his knees, and the first words out of his mouth were, Abba. And some of us are really struggling, facing tomorrow and still calling him Daddy. I know that's deep this morning, but you have to get to a place where nothing else matters. I don't care what I've left behind me. Even yesterday, even this morning, I messed up. I don't care what my day tomorrow will look like or the next 10 years will look like daddy you are my father and I will praise you accordingly we understand verse 35 that he went a little farther and fell on the ground watch this and prayed that if it were possible he went a little farther and fell on the ground some of you might be saying 
a little farther in my life is probably going to cause me some problems. If I go any farther, it's going to be that much harder. If I go any farther, it's going to cost me more time. If I go any farther, it could cost me something. And by all means, the last thing, if I go any farther, I'm liable to fall on my knees. You know what? You're right. It's going to cost you something to go a little bit farther. It's going to require something out of you to go a little farther. And guess what? It may cause you to hit your knees, but your knees this morning is the best place for you to be. Because there's a greater dimension of glory. I said there's a greater dimension of heaven wanting to impact you in your life. We think it's going to be harder if we just stretch ourselves a little bit. Listen, can any of you older folks in here imagine me standing up here? You know what I'm talking about. I sit right back there where Darcy's sitting. I didn't say nothing. I didn't look at nobody. Don't talk to me. I'm coming with mom. I came with mama. She drug me here. Long time I sat back in that corner and didn't do nothing. I had to stretch myself. I had to go deeper. I had to go farther. And it cost me a lot. And that's okay. It's okay. Verse 47. Let's get, uh, let's get past something. I don't want to spend too much time here, but I want us to understand this. I've seen this, and it really broke my heart. 47. I got two more verses. I think I'm done. I don't know. We'll see. 47. Then they laid their hands on Jesus, and they took Jesus. And one of those who stood by drew his swords. Drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Somebody say, cut off his ear. When did Jesus say, take your sword out? He didn't say, or give the instruction to take the sword out. And he definitely didn't say, cut the dude's ear off. What does that mean to us? What does that mean to a, a, a Christian? What does that mean to the world? Despite God's perfect plan of being, despite God's perfect plan of Jesus being arrested, we've taken, Peter's taken his sword out and he's cut the ear off. Watch this. Despite God's perfect plan sometimes, despite God's perfect plan sometimes and things that go on in the church, the things that go on in your workforce, the things that go on in this world, Number one thing sometimes we do is take out our swords and get ready to fight. I'm all about spiritual warfare, but can we just put our swords in our pockets? You should have been awake the first place. Oh, I told you I wouldn't spend too much time here. Can we put our swords in our pockets? Because you know what happens? What, 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 what happened? He cut off the ear. The enemy, yes, but at, at the end of the day, that's called the world. We cut off the ear of the world. And what can that guy do Not no more? Anymore, he can't. He can't hear. What Jesus do? He put it back on, right? We've cut off a lot of ears, church. We've cut off a lot of ears. Thank God Jesus restores those ears. But I'm telling you, when things don't add up the way you'd like them to, when things don't go as you want them to and they don't add up like you want just they don't add up the way your will adds up quit swinging the swords because ears will be cut off I'll leave that there chew on that one quit swinging the swords quit chopping the ears off there's a lost and dying world out there and we're trying to get them in not cut their ears off 36 
Watch this. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not I will, but you will. Take this cup. Take this cup. Somebody say cup. Cup. Come on, stay with me just a few more minutes. Cup. Jesus is about to take on humanity's sin upon his shoulders. Even to the point where God on the cross couldn't even look at his own son. And it's why Jesus said, God, why have you forsaken me? Right? You guys familiar with that story? Jesus is on the cross and he looks to heaven and he said, God, why have you forsaken me? It's because Jesus became that sin that God could not look at. Right? You with me? Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane knew what he was about to go through. And he calls it. He relates it. He parallels his next few days to what? A cup. Are you kidding me? This is not a cup. You're about to take every man's sin upon your shoulders, God. It's not a cup. What am I doing complaining about this little mountain I'm going to have to go over tomorrow? He called that a cup, and you want to complain about what you got going on tomorrow and what you had to face yesterday? That's not a mountain. That's not a valley. It's a cup. It's less than a cup. Sorry, Pat. Oh, are you with me this morning? I'm not discrediting anything anybody's been through, I promise you. It's not my heart. And it's not God's heart to diminish anything you've been through. But he went through everything for what you're going through. He went through it so you don't have to. It's not a mountain anymore. It's not a valley anymore. It's less than a cup. Whatever you go through tomorrow, whatever you've went through in the past, it's not a mountain. It's not a storm. It's not rain falling from, from anywhere on all sides. God in heaven is above you, okay? And we understand that anything we face from now on is smaller than a cup. Smaller than a cup. Somebody say, smaller than a cup. That's pretty small, okay? It's pretty small. Last thing, stand to your feet this morning. Musicians, come. Watch this, verse 35. I said this a few minutes ago. I wanted to save it right here. Don't miss this. If you're not caught anything else, this is where I want to drive this home. <coughs> Can we sing that uh, Our God Reigns one more time? No, let's do it as well. Kenya, you, you'll be able to sing that. I don't have much left. <coughs> Watch this. He went a little farther. Don't miss this. He went a little farther. Watch this. I, it's, just, it's just how God gives it to me. God, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane went a little farther. And guess what he probably could have done? Went even farther than that. He could have went a little farther than that. And he could have went a little farther than that. And he could have went a little farther than that. And guess what? Nobody would have ever found him hear me this morning Can I, I got good news for you this morning he went a little farther but he stopped you know what he stopped you know why he stopped you know why he didn't go in the mountains of Israel and run 
You know why he didn't run a little farther and a little farther? Because he had you on his mind. He had you on his mind this morning. He went a little farther and he could have gone farther. He could have gone and hid. He could have gone and ran. But he didn't do it and he stopped. And he stopped for you and he stopped for me. You know why? Because he valued you. And he valued me so much. Last thing, I promise. You guys have heard me talk about the value issue. I love telling this. When you purchase something, it costs you something. It costs you that plus the opportunity for the next best purchase, right? So if you buy a Kit Kat, it costs you a dollar plus the opportunity to buy the Butterfinger. You guys with me? Cost you a dollar plus, now you don't have a dollar anymore. You have to buy the Kit Kat. You don't, you don't have a dollar for the Butterfinger. I faced, some of you, have, we faced this as school kids, right? Mama only gave you a dollar. You, you can't buy two. You just got one. It cost you something. Let me tell you something. This is deep. God had two options. He could have kept Jesus in heaven and never sent him to the cross. He could have, keep his, he could have kept his own son from pain, from suffering, from the blood shed, from everything. He could have kept him from all that. Or he had another option. Send his only begotten son. He chose the latter. He chose to send the son for you and for me, right? What did it cost him? What did it cost God? It cost God his son's suffering plus his own son being in heaven with him. You guys good with that? It cost him his son bleeding and dying and God witnessing everything. It cost God. The, he couldn't even look at his own son. It cost him that. And it cost him the opportunity for God to have Jesus in heaven by himself. We're not going through all that. Watch. What determined God's purchase? When you purchase a Kit Kat over a Butterfinger, what determines your purchase? It's called what? The value. You value the Kit Kat over the Butterfinger. If God, don't miss this. If God chose Jesus, his only begotten son, to go to the cross, rather than have God, Jesus, stay in heaven blameless, spotless and free, that means he placed more value in you than he did his own son. I know that's deep this morning, but you have to get an understanding that he placed more value in you and in me than he did Jesus, his only son. He would rather have seen Jesus suffer than to see you suffer this morning. Let us pray. Every head bowed and every eyes closed. I, listen, I'm not going to tarry this morning. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If this message has hit you in any way as we sing this song, I need you to come. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to tarry. But if this message has hit you in any way, I need you to walk down this aisle, please. God is calling for us to start calling him Abba. God is calling us to start calling him Abba. He is not judge. He is not waiting for you to mess up. He is daddy. You have an inheritance waiting for him, waiting for you. If you feel like your cup is running over and you can't take any more, it's not any more than just a cup. This morning, come. 
If you've been the one asleep, I need you to wake up and come. If you need to fix the address issue, if you've been a Simon, if you have been a Simon and not a Peter, I need you to come. Last time, if this message has hit you in any way, I need you to come. Obey the voice of the Father this morning. Hallelujah, we worship your name. You're welcome to keep coming. If you chose to stay there, that's fine. I need you to help these singers sing it as well. Because obviously, you think it's well, and I believe it too. God, it's well. We're going to sing it to you. Come on, sing it to him this morning. it as well, of course. And it is 
with my soul, my spirit and my life, God, it is well, I will sing. No matter what may come my way, Lord, no matter what may come my way. Come on, just a few more minutes in this place. I want you to focus on the Father this morning. Begin to declare it in this place. Come on, it's not a cup anymore. It's not a mountain anymore. It's less than a cup what you're facing. With my soul, Lord, Lord, Lord. We will lift it up. Yes, God. With my soul. Hallelujah. Just one more time. Keep singing. It is well. There's no other truth, God, but your way. anybody else this morning if anybody needs special prayer I'd like to invite you to come this week we're calling him daddy this week he's calling you son not Simon this week we understand blessings flow out of Gethsemane this week we're going farther and deeper while it cost us something this week, it's not a mountain or a valley or a storm. It's smaller than a cup. This week, he values you over anything else. Falling on your knees is the best place sometimes we can go. Beyond the chaos of Jerusalem, get away. I'm not going anywhere. I can go anywhere. Because I can go anywhere, I'm, go I'm not going anywhere. Amen. Can we pray as a church of dismissal? God, thank you for your word this morning. God, we want to be changed by you and your word. Lord, we, we want to apply this to our lives. We just don't want it to fall on deaf ears. Your word declares it will not come back void, God. We believe every word of it. We believe every single word of it, God. Let us take it to tomorrow. Let us take it into wherever we may go. Every footstep, every breath, every word we say, God, it's all for you. As we will be quick to sing, it is well and our God reigns every single day. Every single day, every single breath, God, it is well and our God reigns. If you believe it, can you give the Lord one more hand clap of praise in this place? God, you're worthy. You're worthy. You reign. It is well with my soul because you reign. You reign. You guys are dismissed.
We'll see you Wednesday night. See you next Sunday. Sing it out. It is well. Oh, here's where Yeah.